Alrighty, West Coast preview coming up in a little brief mention of the Magpies opening game on Thursday night. But first of all, just the usual plug at the front end for the creed1870.com slash merch. That's our, our website where we sell some of our little bits and bobs that we make and create and whatnot. Um, we've got some more stuff in the works. Um, it's just a slow process. Usually by the time you get the design in, then get this get the gear into you to us but yeah there's more stuff coming but uh, for now there's a few good a few things on there that are at good prices and uh yeah if you ever um see us around at the games by the way i try to have i'm gonna start trying to have a little bit on me um since i got a, a, a bit of ability to take payment as well at the game so whatever way you want to purchase some stuff just get in touch with us and let us know if it's um otherwise make your orders on the creed1870.com slash merch all right let's get into the west coast preview Alrighty, it was West Coast Eagles in Perth uh, later tonight, um, about 13 hours away from now, actually, um, as I record this as usual, uh, right on the day, but hey, it gives you some listening on the on the Easter Saturday today if you're hanging around doing some lawn mowing or doing some other uh, jobs to keep you away from um, doing family duties <laughs> and listening to a podcast. Yeah, here we are. Um, so yeah, West Coast uh, tonight in Perth. Uh, the team flew over, I think, late afternoon yesterday. So they're just settling in there, um, getting ready for a big game tonight at the um, Optus Stadium, as it is known, um, against the West Coast Eagles, which is, like I said, our first big test of the year. Um, one that um, everyone's probably earmarked as the game of the weekend. Um, even you know the the neutrals out there are really going to be looking at this one, wondering where we're at, because um, I think we all know that. The team that West Coast is, uh, and teams will be wanting to know how West Coast are responding to what was a weird year last year for them. Um, you know, they were good in patches last year, six or seven games in a row, I think at one point when they were at home, but then they were um, quite horrific away from home um, earlier in the year, um, struggling to adapt to hub life. And um, and then, you know, they had a disappointing exit to the finals as well, having a home final and all the, the dirty pie stuff and all that stuff stuff so their last year was a bit probably unknown as well so it's a, it's a real litmus test for both teams as to where we're at um you know everyone's probably just hoping for a good game and then you can say both teams are pretty good but uh, as sport fans we obviously want to go over there and make a statement so where can that statement be made kenny's certainly making a statement already with the um team selection um we've i think has been the the question of the week really is we've got you know we've had connor rosie coming back um he was said to be almost probably could have been ready to go last week, but they just erred on the side of caution. Um, I think Connor himself would have said to go, but um, you know, doctor's advice and everything was probably just to give it another week just to rest up. Um, it's not, not that it's any major issue um, joint-wise or anything like that with this one anyway, but you know, just to let that area heal properly anyway is always best because um, with scar tissue issues, um, as someone who's had an ankle reconstruction um, with a lot of residual scar tissue still hanging around in there, it does... It does it, it is good to make sure things heal properly so you don't get that stuff building up again. Um, so Rosie's ready to go. And uh, as we saw in the preseason, he looks um, fit and firing anyway. Um, a minor procedure like this isn't going to change the kind of form he's in. Um, so he's he's looking like he'll be an extra spark plug for that. But it's, um, it's the fact we've got um, Todd Marshall back in the side and Georgiades is staying in the side. There's a big statement from Ken at the selection table. And look, you know, we've Ken's had his distractors over the years and I've certainly had a fair bit to say about him myself at times when when we weren't going as well and um and the frustrations were there but um I, the one thing i do respect is that he's he's and I, look i respect a lot of things about ken obviously but um i do respect that he does stick to his guns with uh, selection he does he do, he's not afraid to make you know everyone's been this week being like um just saying um you know we can't we 
we can't go with both of them, can we? But you know, one or the other. So it's been a Georgiades or Marshall thing. You know, I also think I said earlier in the week um, on the um, review pod for the Essendon game, I think I said, oh, "Look, Georgiades has earned his spot um, at the moment." Um, and you know, if you, if that's the choice, I would I would have gone Georgiades over Marshall. That's not to say that I don't like Marshall. It's just um, I was just going to say, you know, Georgiades kicked four, four goals last week, and um, and he looked good. He looked um. He had a spring in his step. He had some swagger going around there at, um, at the Adelaide Oval last week against Essendon. So I thought he'd be the one to come in. But it's Marshall and Georgiades and Bergman, um, which, you know, it's unfortunate for him. And get this is, look, we're going to run into this if, if, if we stay fit, which you knock on wood, I do that. And people that are listening to this regularly already know I knock on wood all the time. I tell, my desk is going to have a, like, knuckle dent in it. Um, but yeah, no. Look, if we stay relatively fit this year, this is going to be an issue we run into all the time. Tom, Tom, I was watch. I was down at Norwood watching Tom Rockliffe run around in the twos um, for the Maggies last, like you know. So like, we've <laughs> got the guys of Tom Rockliffe's ilk um, getting concussed, unfortunately, in the Magpies game, which I'll talk about at, at the back end of this podcast just briefly. Um, you know, there's a, a depth issue. Is we're going to have the guys like Miles Bergman, who have looked very good, um, go out. But he is the medical sub today. Um, well, it's. I think he's the only one that's actually eligible. I think the few emergency em- emergencies that have gone over, um, such as um, Jones and Farrell, because they did play the other night against the Magpies, they can't come in unless it's for an, an, in an emergency situation rather than a medical sub. So Bergman will be the sub. Um, so we're going tall. Um, I think uh, the, the article on the on the Port Adelaide um, official website um, said there's a it's a battle of the giants because you've got you we're going to be dealing with you know. Um, Oscar Allen and um, uh, Jack Tulling and Josh Kennedy down the other end, and you know there's just a lot of tall timber going around there. So it'll, it'll be, it's going to be a fun kind of matchup, and I think that's um, where the, uh, the can and the coaching staff have looked at it and seen that they can can win the game in this in this fashion. I think it, it's uh, partly to do to do with the athleticism of these t- a couple of these guys too. You've got. You know, Laddams is quite athletic around the ground, young and springy. And then, um, you know, I know Lysett talk, himself talks about not not wanting to have to do too much of that, but Lysett will do the hard work. And um, but particularly in the in the case of um, Georgiades, um, he was saying, uh, Ken was saying in his pre match, like he he's one of the quickest guys on the team, and he's and he's working on how to use his speed and um, and his and his foot skills and and his and his skills at the ground level as well. These are things that they that the coaching staff and Ken believe Georgiades has um, in his locker. It's just um, and Ken said himself, it's just finding the times of when to use it, and that's look, that's, that's footy, isn't it? It's um, you know, so many of the greats of the game. What they've done is taken the skills that a lot of people have and then transferred that and and put the like you know brought the brain and the skills together to form one thing, which is a, a great player. And that's you know, so what, what separates a lot of the greats from. From the from the averages and 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 they've run in between is that it's just how well you combine what you your understanding of what's going on on the footy field with the skills that you have, um, and Giorgiotti certainly has shown plenty last week and and in and in spurts last year as well when he got his chances he certainly wasn't certainly didn't look out of depth last year either so he's uh, he's still so young so that's um look I I I, I love the. I love the boldness we're going with this week. I think a lot of us didn't want to go. Um, maybe it's just more of a safety thing, but there's a lot of there's a lot of youth youthful talent and run around those tools as well. So we do have some flexibility in what we do. And look, if if um, an injury happens, Miles um, Bergman as someone who can come in, um, you know, in the in the back lines, but as well as across the middle there a little bit, just as if and uh, just um, and guys that are in the back lines that can, you know. 
we've got guys that, and the, the mantra in the preseason was guys are learning two roles. So I think that's the thing is that they think that these guys, even if it's not their natural role, they can just push up a little bit and and, and you know plug gaps here and there, um, depending on whether any injury happens, which hopefully it doesn't. If we don't have to see Bergman today and we get a win, it look, it's unfortunate that Bergman doesn't get the game, but it's a um, it's a good thing from a team standpoint. And this is what we hear, you know, winning premierships is a is a squad game. It is an individual's game. So all these guys will get their chance and. Um, yeah, it's just a squad we're going with for today. And, you know, the, the games like this, the third game of the year against, and your first game against some real quality opposition that um, at, at their home ground, which is notoriously tough to play at, but <laughs> and we're going for our third win in a row against the Eagles um, this year, um, uh, t- tonight, which is um, a, a crazy kind of stat after some of the games we've had against them in the past. But, you know, we had that great Easter weekend win against them over there. A couple of years ago, and then um, gave them a nice touching up when they were in the middle of that little hub funk last year. So, three wins in a row against the Eagles is on the table here today too. Which um, again, a team that um, has given us some heartache in the in the very recent past. Um, it's kind of nice to have that um, uh, that little carrot in front of us too, because um, they're just one of those teams you love to beat. Um, I love to beat them. Don't like just don't like the West Coast teams, but for some reason, um, that, so yeah, I'll be looking for a big win today. And um, look, this this squad lineup um, is an interesting. It is a bold one, but it's very, very, very much um, with how good we are, uh, very, very much a, a good game winning side. I think the things I'll be looking for is um, just um, you know the the midfield battle. You know. The, the Eagles have still got some good um, talent and veterans in that midfield, and and uh, certainly ours is a mix of vet, veteran and and youth as well. But it, it's the guys like you know Zach Butters is coming off a big weekend last weekend. Um, you know his his greatest game so far probably, um, as far as his his impact in the in the guts of the game. Um, so what we'll be looking for from a guy like Butters is um, you know bring that to to the table against an opposition like the like West Coast that are going to be um, that is going to be a tougher game. Um, I want to see that kind of performance again. If that if that's the role he's given, um, obviously, um, which I think he he will you will he will see a bit of time as well. Um, but then we've got Connor Rosie coming in as well, um, and he's certainly one that is talked about and going through the guts of the midfield uh, more as well. So, um, but that does give us the opportunities up forward as well, especially with Irazio and Robbie um, floating around up there. You know, there's a lot of as I've said the last, first couple of weeks, like the the goal scoring options have suddenly just really opened up between the rule changes and the fact that just Dixon isn't having as much reliability on him. Um, we've seen a lot of um, you know a lot more uh, goal scoring consistency in goal scoring the first two weeks was really good. So we want to see that again, but we also want to see um, how these guys, how these young guys stand up to this midfield battle. Um, you know, um, there was there was some tough moments in the kangaroos game where they had to stand up and and boke and co certainly did um but they have beyond that they haven't really had to have a genuine battle for four quarters yet and and tonight is shaping up to be one of the first times that that may happen so the likes of butters and the likes of wines as well who's off to a good start this year and boke look we know we know boke will bring it um but we need to see all those guys stand up, but particularly as the young ones, how they stand up to, you know, um, again, Butters, after such a big week last week, um, I expect him to, he, and he's not the type that's going to um, look at the look at the situation and, and think any differently about how he's going to go about his stuff. One of the special things about Zach Butters is he just, he just does his work uh, no matter the opposition. So I have high confidence that um, that battle is going to be won. Um, I actually, I've got it. Probably um, just to probably lay my chips on the table is that I 
a lot more confident going into this game. Like at West Coast in at West Coast, any any either of the Western Australian teams are often ones that I just I haven't I have like a pessimism about just going over there. I always think something weird's going to happen. Um, and we just yeah, but we we do have a fairly good record over there. You know that, that great Frio final in twenty fourteen and a game against West Coast a couple of years ago, and even just in the past, we've gotten wins over there where we where we possibly should, uh, weren't expected to and. Um, you know, we do have a, a, a surprisingly good record over there considering it is such a um, daunting away trip for most of the, most of the rest of the AFL. Um, but it, it's still a trip that always has often given me trepidation. Um, I'm one of those kind of fans that's just like I find I try to convince myself of all the ways that something can be lost. So I'm not so then I can say I was prepared for it. It's just one of those you know those mental things you do. But I'm I've got this confidence in me with this game for some reason, which. Um, you know, it could also be a terrible idea for for myself for later on tonight if <laughs> if it all goes pear shaped. But no, I genuinely just I, the belief I have in this squad and 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 the depth in the lineup that we have is just that that we these kind of games are the ones that we are now going to be handling a lot more comfortably. And I'd I'd be I think I'd be happy walking out of there with a twenty four to thirty point comfortable win where we just kind of keep them at bay for most of the game and. And I think that's very much on the table. I think what we've seen from the, these first couple of weeks is, is a team that can score quickly and often um, in port. And but then once the game is in hand, they've got a they've got an, um, a maturity about how they manage manage the rest of the game as well. And um, you know it would be nice to just put lay a marker down and, and really hammer them. But um, and but they they're certainly going to come at us too as well. because footy can be a game of runs sometimes, um, in very much like a, a basketball game. Um, so it'll be interesting. It's just going to be handling those runs, and that's where the, it'll be interesting in the defensive half because, um, you know, we're running running out there with a Lear Lear alongside um, at our, our usual, our, you know, our team that we've had for the last few years, and in Cleary and Jonas um, back there. And then, um, but then we've got guys like Dan Houston and, and Hamish Hartless back as well. And then those guys that are running off, running off half back and, and really looking um, a lot. You know, Dan Houston had a great game last week where, again, he was, um, there was a few more people around the AFL talking about Dan Houston's kicking ability and all that stuff. And, and then you've got, yeah, just I, with how how informed so many of these guys are, um, you know, Hammer's coming back from injury, and he's, but he's, he's such a, a veteran, such a pro that um, that's not going to be too much of an effect on him. Um, but, yeah, I think but particularly how the game's played now, we are, there's going to be a battle up there. And, um, you know, I think Darling and... And Kennedy will get there, get there, get a few here. But that the, the thing will be nullifying that impact, like not letting them have the the game that Josh Bruce had yesterday, or um, or Tech seems to be happening every week for the for the other mob, which is um, is just a fascinating part of this new rule and 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 how how that's all going is that you know forwards can kick bags very quickly now again, and you know it's wonderful for the AFL and. Uh, wonderful that hopefully our Charlie can be on the end of one of those um, very soon, or you know Georgiades or Marshall, um, which would be interesting to see how Marshall goes with um, back in the side with um, how everything's going because he's probably due to kick a few as well if he's um, if he's the player that we're hoping is going to be for us um, this year and into the future. Um, but yeah, we do, there is going to be opportunities up the other end with the defense in our defensive half. Just that's just how the game is at the moment. It will happen, but um, the the thing will be. Uh, winning the battle in the midfield and nullif- and uh, cutting the run down a little bit and then and then you know making sure the en- the forward entries beyond the one, the occasional one that gets out the back as it as it happens um aren't too um often 
and then uh, and then just that tall timber back there, particularly Lear Lear athleticism and being able to cut cut some lines, and just the how how we're playing in the defensive half is um, really impressive so far as well this year, and um, that this would be the test um, to how that's all going. Um, as to how we're um, nullifying kind of that impact. That team defense is really good and um, it's going to be needed today. So, um, but yeah, Lear's addition is obviously a big one. Um, already has been this year and, you know, he had a great game last week against the Bombers and this is going to be one of those games where his his impact will be really needed um, as far as, um, you know, nullifying that West Coast attack, which is which is pretty good. I also had a vision the other day. I don't know if I was half delirious or... Um, I don't know. It's just been a long week. Um, I work in hospitality, so I'm working all this Easter weekend. Um, as well as I've, I haven't had a day off since my last day off was the Essendon game, actually. <laughs> so, um, it's been a busy week of work, taking over a few shifts, essentially, for some other things that are going on, which I've mentioned in other pods. But um, yeah, it's um a vision at some point. I don't know if I was half asleep or half awake, whatever it was, but it was just Dersma, just um. In an open paddock, almost it was. It was up the stadium in my head, but it was like it was just there was no one around him. He was just bouncing down the wing, and I'm I'm just I'm interested to see if that happens. Um, this is really nothing. There's nothing of note in this part of the preview right now. I'm just 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 riffing, um, you know, just scatting about Dersmer and this vision I had. I think it was like three bounces down the wing, and then he laced it into the fifty. And whether we took, it, I can't even remember anything about. It. I just remember just thinking about Dersmer and. You know, as I'm as I want to do, um, thinking about our big X and um, just seeing him run down the bound, you know, run down the wing, just free, kind of like you know, I like uh, Byron Pickett in the grand final, just acres of space, just running down, bouncing the ball. Um, you know, he almost that you know he could he could run all the way possibly because he's just that good, but then he just laces a nice one out and to and to set up a teammate. Um, so why I was thinking about these? Well, I just think about footy a lot. But um, yeah, that's just um, one thing. If it happens, then I'm gonna have to start thinking about my my visions more seriously because um, that one just really stuck in my mind. It was just and it's just um, thinking about what like the game probably. But um, it's you know the impact of all these players that we have. Um, you know, Dersma's just um, just settled in nicely into that role. Of, um, he's probably almost the one that's not talked about as much now because of. You know, Butter's great start to the season, and um, and and his and his kind of rise last year, and then Rosie's just that that one that caught our eye straight away, and and it's truly special, and just the, the flashy stuff he can do, and um, and then even you've had Arazio come in, and he's taken some limelight as well. So it's just like Xavier's just settled into that number seven nicely, and is just doing his role, and he's and he's and he had a really good game last week too. Um, along with you know Carl Amon and all those, there's just so many so many weapons we've got now. So it's why I, um, to round out back to the the tools selection thing as we as I kind of round out this preview is that you know beyond all these tools we've just just got so many quick young fast skilled highly skilled players as well around these. So this is probably where Ken is thinking this gamble it will be one for him is that you know. A lot of other teams wouldn't go the tools because oh we don't have that much else around. But the Porter blessed with so much talent that you can go with these tools, and you've got like so many more blokes around the field um, that can fill those other roles. As to whereas a team say <laughs> just look at it, the the Kangaroos game last night, the Kangaroos um, you know there's just just a lack of talent and, and confidence a lot there too. Um, but you know it's just that that's the difference is when you have such a talented team, such a highly confident team, such as our Port Adelaide right now. 
is that you can possibly get away with paying that that you know that extra toll that you know everyone's saying we shouldn't be at we probably shouldn't do is that Ken's looked at his side and and I can see where he's he's thinking it's just like no we've actually this side is that incredibly talented that we can get away with this because we've got so so many of these other guys that you know that that last third of your squad say um that don't feel don't fill the gaps as much like other in other teams this is what's going to happen for us and this is what we've trained to do with the the you know the dual role thing that we were talking about in preseason and all that stuff I think that's what we've got to look at is that this team is has a belief and the coaching staff has a belief in this team as being special beyond what other teams should be able to get away with. And that's where we and that's where the, the two tools thing is coming from because if you can make that work, then that's actually real and as well as everything else, then you've actually just opened up an entirely new kind of weaponry system within your team. So um, and it could potentially be very potent. And w- this is the gap, but this is why we play the games. We play the games to find out. And um, I, I have massive trust in the coaching staff and, and Ken and everyone in what they're doing and making selections and I also and I and I, I respect it. It's very bold and um that's what everyone was saying they could do but whether they should do and he's just said, No, we're gonna do it and um and you know, and believe in the system and if it and, you know, if the game goes either way tonight that's um you know, we don't want them to change from that because that's you know, bold decisions are what um ultimately win premierships in the end so yeah we've got to trust in them and um yeah there's a big game coming up tonight so yeah i think um before i get into it, just a little um, mini wrap on um the magpies game at norwood the other night i'll just say that i think for me i think it's um you know 25 points port um i think it'll be com- uh, if everything goes well it'll be comfortable without being um a blowout um, I just think West Coast are a good team and, and you know, you've got Nick Nat over there as well who's um, just in rare form. Um, so I just think that there's enough special qualities in that West Coast side that they won't they won't let themselves get blown out but I think we'll be too good for them. Um, and I, you know, I, whether I have to say that or whether I'm, I'm a Port fan, it's a bias. But, but yeah, I just I just think that at this moment and that this Port team I'm seeing so far, um, we we should be too good for them and I think a, 25, a nice 25 point win over in the West would just be a nice way to Nice way to go into the, the middle middle section of the Easter weekend. So yeah, let's go Port. Let's get the let's get the win. Let's um keep this rolling. Stay at the top of the table and um let everyone know that we're for real. This is the first big test and it's a great great spot to let everyone know that. Oh, before I get into the magpie stuff, um we will be doing um keeping on Twitter. We'll do like a little competition today, um for the game. Basically, um, I think it'll be when the first goal is scored by the count up clock system like what you see in the stadium you know the, the counting clock um whatever the time stamp is on the afl app as to when the first port adelaide goal is scored by the way first port adelaide goal we don't give a shit about what the other team's doing do we um beyond the fact that they're not kicking as many as us um but yes when the first port adelaide goal is scored basically we will ask for um you to tweet reply to the um the tweet as well as retweet the competition tweet um see it tell us when it'll be so you know you might say that three three minutes 29 gone on the count up clock that's when you think our first goal will be scored so you just pop that into the replies um so yeah um whoever gets that the close either a spot on or the closest to it will um will send out a sticker pack to you so yeah that'll be i'll do more put a, more of a tweet out on that later on but yeah that'll be happening tonight for the west coast game being it's a away game and we're sitting at home we figured we might as well do something fun for it so yeah that'll be coming um yeah and then magpies it was a lovely little night down there at um at the old enemies uh, side of town there and in norwood um you know beautiful evening um this weird this warm weather we're getting in um 
and this Easter weekend at the start of April, which is a little wild, but um, is producing some lovely nights, um, you know, lovely evenings, still um, barely a cloud in the sky and just nice and warm, you know, shorts and t-shirt weather at the end of the game down there at Norwood was um, something I wasn't expecting. I had the jacket and the bag ready to go, but um, yeah, no, we got a lovely little evening of weather. Um, big crowd down there, um, plenty of Port fans getting around, which is wonderful. Um, I sat right near there, near the Alberton crowd and the cheer squad and all that. Um, and they certainly, but certainly, certainly made the presence known. And, um, and despite the, um, what unfortunately was a pretty, um, you know, bring it, bring you back down to earth kind of result. Um, and look, I wasn't, I wasn't sh- sure what to expect because I know we've got, there's a lot of young, young youngsters in the squad. And, and being that it is AFL, AFL listed guys, and there's guys going up and down, it is um, when you haven't played a game and um, since 2019, and you're playing against a team that is. Um, you know, seasoned and has played last year, and though they, the um, Norwood didn't have a great year last year, they, um, you know, they're still a, a professional pack of blokes that um, ready to ready to go. And um, you know, this is kind of the the dynamic when when you're in the the sandfall um, with your side dealing with AFL listed, um, whereas the other sides are just settled sides that are that is their their zenith. So, um, I wasn't sure exactly what to expect from them. Um, uh, unfortunately. Norwood just did just come out and um and really smash us in that first quarter and set the tone um and and probably by the time Port kind of got the legs and the understanding of the pace of the game it was just the game was already done so it was um yeah it was done as a contest at halftime essentially I didn't just couldn't see a way back into it with him um beyond um you know Sam Hayes was battling really well in the ruck and winning a lot of hitouts but um the clearances were just were just getting smashed and um and the midfield was just really any time Norwood got the ball in, our, in their defensive for half an hour half, um, they made quick work of getting it down the centre of the ground because um, we just couldn't we just couldn't battle them in the midfield there, and um, and that put the pressure on the defence unfortunately, and um, you know it was just it was just uh, it was a little bit of um, kind of you know mismatching up and and all those things. Just it was just you know I remember one point. Um, I think it was might have been McKenzie. He was running back to the goal scorer. He's pointing at the player that he's kind of run past and done something like because he's going back for a matchup that he's on, and he's he's pointing and pointing and pointing, and the, then the kick comes in because this normal player is just on his own. And McKenzie finally makes a decision to turn around and try to guide him, but by the time he makes that decision, kicks already come in. The bloke's taking a comfortable uncontested mark. It was that kind of stuff. It was it was just just happening? Um, you know, it's just signs of a team that's just um still still getting their legs and still getting a feel for feel for each um each other, I guess, because, yeah, like I said, a lot of these guys, um, you know, if they weren't playing AFL last year and or if they were, you know, they were just playing little scratch matches against the Crows every couple of weeks, I think, was what happened last year. So they just haven't had that battle. You know, you know, a Thursday night at Norwood with uh, the capacity, was, I think, was 5,000. It felt like 5,000 in there, so I don't know what it, the crowd was actually like. Um, it was fairly fairly good spread of crowd all around the ground. Um, you know, so... It was a real kind of atmosphere there, and um, you know, Sample can't say they don't like us at being around because, you know, what other team's going to bring, you know, that kind of hostility um, on both sides to it to an away game on a Thursday night um, in the Sample. So, um, you know, it was just one of those games. Um, there was a, there was some positives though. Like I, um, Taj Schofield grew into the game, and like by the by the second half, and look, this is the thing: it was the game was done dust at that point, but he did kind of stand up and made it made a go of it. And, um, and I was really impressed with his um, he's he's got he's got quickness of his his quickness and and his um kind of 
wily nature. Um, really went. He he kind of escaped a few. Um, moved really quickly and, and and kind of in the second half with his, his hand and foot skills. Um, actually looked um quite quite a a lot more seasoned than than his age and and his his obvious profile as well because he's um obviously he's a, quite a um wry little guy as well. Um, not too much meat in the bones, but he was ta- he was taking. He was letting the he was taking the battle and um and taking the hits and and seemed to almost grow into the game from that in the fir- that, that unfortunate first half where it was kind of lost but in the second half he I think he ended up with twenty two touches he had a nice goal there at near the end there right in kind of our corner where we were sitting there and with the cheer squad and all that um kind of just lay it was dropped on the boot from an angle and hooked it hooked it in so um and that was you know one of the things that we struggled with was getting getting because the Norwood pressure, defensive pressure was so high that there was often we just couldn't get the ball out to get a kick off, and and he got a real quick kick off and and took the opportunity. So, you know, I was really impressed with um, Taj, and um, yeah, just probably did a lot more in that second half than I was expecting him. I just wasn't sure what to expect from that second half once the game was kind of seemed done, and um, you know, Taj really really kept them grinding and um, and played out a good game. Um, Sam Hayes had a really good game in the ruck. Unfortunately, um, a lot of his hitouts went to went to guys in in um, you know dark blue and red um, rather than the rather than our lovely bars, which um, by the way looked um, brilliant on the night again. Uh, it was lovely to see a team running out of those, and it's not going to be nice seeing that that that, that kit run out again every week this this year in the in the Sandful, and um, hopefully hopefully we'll see it a couple of times in the AFL as well once they get um, get their fingers out of. Their asses and um, their noses out of um, Eddie's ass. Um, we'll um, we'll see that happen. But yeah, it was lovely seeing those ki- those kits on the field. Um, you know, hey, yeah, unfortunately Hayes just a lot of his hitouts just didn't go to advantage. I mean, the clearance game was um, Norwood just were were um, really just buzzing in the midfield there, and and like I said, that's where the game was won and lost um, pretty easily. And um, but Hayes was he Hayes, he battled well and um, had a really good game. Um, yeah, the guys, I think Leanit had some of the most touches in the game. Possibly he might have had the most disposals, um, partly because he, he had to. A um, lot, of, lot of ball in a defensive half, but um, no, he played well. Um, you know, both him and um, McKenzie were just, you know, were having a, it's just out of necessity, were kicking it, kicking out a lot. And um, McKenzie loaded one up from the from just outside the goal square that I think almost hit the center of the park. He, was, he just went the old-fashioned torp. Um and heard I think I heard a fan behind me or something. Did he really get that to the center of the field and went? Yep, that's a that's a McKenzie special right there. So, um, you know those guys are going to be um if they'll they'll be helpful when if and when needed in the AFL and um and certainly be once they get into the groove of the season down the Sandfall to be um you know they're clearly clearly some highly skilled guys and and played a role last year and McKenzie was particularly um integral to our squad last year in the AFL, so he certainly, you know, he, he got caught out a couple of times the other night, as I said, but um, that was more to, to, to do with a little bit of just, um, you know, rustiness in the entire entire side as, as to how they're doing things, I think. Um, uh, the last one, I, you know, Rockliffe played down there and um, he battled well, but again, it was one of those games, it was just, there was a lot of chase and tail, um, unfortunately, for guys like Rockliffe. Um, and he did go out with a concussion from the looks, or I said head knock officially, which is a concussion, isn't it? Um, well, he's being assessed for a concussion to see if it is. Um, so we'll wait and see on that one. Um, the other one, Lachlan Jones. Um, he's Jesus' speed is incredible. Um, his his ability to close because it was often again, like I said, there was a lot of times where you just Norwood forwards were in, inexplicably, you know, in acres of space in the, in the, in the, in their fifty, and 
there's a few times where Jones would like recognize it and he'd just come blasting across from where he was and and sometimes affect the spoil or um at least lay a good hit as the guy's taking the mark and um and I think there was one point where guys like looking like it was it was down the other end of the field so I was kind of straining my eyes to see it properly but I could see it was you know that, that glorious hair running across the field and um and so you could see it was Jones kind of closing in on the guy and the guy it should have been an easy mark and I think he spilled it as because Jones kind of came in to, you know the guy had front position and was going to take the mark but he kind of seemed to spill it and I don't know if it's because he the old the old adage you know is he's hearing footsteps because he, he probably knew that Jones was the one coming and and he laid a there was a couple of times where he'd lay a bump on the side and on the um on the boundary and, and the guy would um whoever he's laid the bump on would end up in the fence um he's just the, the way he utilizes his body and that and that and that size and that strength is um it's scary to watch and, and and very nice that he's on our side and um, I can't wait till he gets his AFL opportunity because he, he it's just it's, you can just see there's certain game things like recognizing maybe sooner to make that that make that run but then again it's um maybe a, a symptom of just the the way the game was going for us the other night um just a little bit of game reading stuff kind of like I was talking about Georgiades earlier in the in the pod and what Ken was saying about him is just where knowing you know learning how and when to use these these skills and and those qualities so you know that'll come for that'll come for Jones and and but like I said he the yeah, sample level he just looks already like a, a man 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 among boys um at times and just how he's um his ability to leap and take take grabs um his foot his hand skills actually at ground level yeah, he really get he really gets into the nitty gritty there, and then um, just his speed and ability to um, make plays um, that you didn't think were actually possible at times was really evident the other night. And um, so yeah, no, he he looked good, and um, you know, he first came back from injury. Um, it's not that he did anything special. He certainly certainly looks the player that we're um, very happy is in our side and um, looking like a, a very good future player for um, AFL side as well. Um, yeah, not much more to say about the game as a whole um yeah we did get well and truly beaten um yeah but um yeah well done to all the port fans that got down there um there was some the chanting was there at the start and there's some ironic um cheers uh, to go these they kind of almost in defiance of the whole whole spectacle that was going on with norwood all being happy as when we kicked a couple of goals in the final quarter there was a cheer squad got up and about and did the cheers and and uh, let everyone know that we were still there. So that's um, a wonderful stuff from them. And um, yeah, just a good good to have Port back, um, have us back in the uh, ha- back in the sandful, um, letting everyone know um, how important we are and um, that they're lucky to have us. Really, <laughs> especially after all these rules, they're um, the sandfuls um, inexplicable defiance to um, rules that everyone else has taken on board. Um, so yeah, Port just um, yeah, showing showing everyone that we are still um, very relevant. Um, but yeah, um, unfortunately on the field it didn't go as well and um, yeah, a lot of work to do but um, some good signs there as well from some of the, those young guys and um, yeah, particularly probably if I was going to pick one that really just um, I was really impressed watching um, in his first, you know, big game against, you know, and in a, in a historic game as well. Um, yeah, Taj Schofield really, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot to like about what he's doing at the moment. Um, yeah, he can, he's got, he's, there's plenty of development there. Um, with what he he was uh, um, doing already the other night, so yeah, um, let's go. Let's um, hope there's um, some better days to come for the Magpies this season. Um, certainly did look like there's some signs that there is some skills and whatnot there. It's just they got um, Norwood just took the game on and uh, got it got it out of the, got it out of hand really before Port had a chance to um, <laughs> think about it. So 
yeah, better days to come. But um, yeah, good to have us back in the sandful anyway. Um, but that's about it. Um, yeah, we've got the West Coast tonight, and um, really looking forward to that one. So we'll be um, tweeting and whatever and chatting. So yeah, get in touch. You know, tweet, reply, Instagram, whatever. Um, however you want to chat to us. Um, oh yeah, we'll also so we met um, Anton that runs a Twitter account. I think it's PFC eighteen seventy. Um, kind of just does. He's want someone that just gets around the culture and and um, support a culture and all that and, and loves Port Adelaide and um, yeah, good chatting to you the other night, Anton. And um, yeah, um, yeah, get around his Instagram. It's just fun. Any anyone that's doing stuff like that, you know, just is a Port fan and, and extolling the you know positive virtues of Port Adelaide is really great to have. Um, in the kind of Port fam, so that was it was good to meet him down there and have a chat and um, just talk about um, why we love Port Adelaide. So, yeah, um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, get around this um, chat, Instagram, yeah, whatever. Respond, um, you know, rate and review the podcast. That'd be good. Um, only if it's good reviews, though. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, hopefully be back with a very um, a preview this w- uh, a review this week that is very positive about tonight's result. But yeah, until then, there's all the work to do. So let's go, Port. Let's get the win over in the West.